regular meeting of the San Francisco Ethics Commission. Today's meeting is being live cablecast on SFGov TV 2 and streamlined live online at sfgovtv.org slash ethics live. For public comment, members of the public may attend in person or may participate by phone or the WebEx platform as explained in our agenda document. Moderator, can you please explain how the remote public comment will be handled today? Thank you, Madam Chair. Public comment will be available on each item on this agenda. Each member of the public will be allowed three minutes to speak. For those attending in person, opportunities to speak during the public comment period will be made available here in room 400 City Hall. For those attending remotely, please co public comment period can be also provided via phone call by calling 1-415-655-0001. Again, the phone number is 1-415-655. 0001. Access code is 2485-933-0820. Again, access code 2485-933-0820, followed by the pound sign. Then press pound again to join as an attendee. For callers, you will hear a beep when you are connected to the meeting. You will be automatically muted and in listening mode only. When your item of interest comes up, dial star three to raise your hand and be added to the public comment line. You will then hear, you have raised your hand to ask a question. Please wait until the host calls on you. The line will be silent as you wait your turn to speak. Ensure that you're in a quiet location. Before you speak, mute the sound of any equipment around you, including television, radio, or computer. It is especially important that you mute your computer if you are watching via the web link to prevent feedback and echo when you speak. When the system's message says, your line has been unmuted, this is your turn to speak. You will hear staff say, welcome caller. We encourage you to state your name clearly. As soon as you begin speaking, you will have three minutes to provide your public comment, six minutes if you're online with an interpreter. You will hear a bell go off when you have 30 seconds remaining. If you change your mind and wish to withdraw yourself from the public comment line, press star three again. You will hear the system say, you have lowered your hand. Once your three minutes has expired, staff will thank you and mute you. You will hear your line has been muted. Attendees who wish to speak during other public comment periods may stay on the line and listen for the next public comment opportunity and should raise their hands to enter the public comment line by pressing star three when the next item of interest comes up. Public comment may also be submitted in writing and will be shared with the commission after this meeting has concluded and will be included as part of the official meeting file. Written comments should be sent to ethics.commission at sfgov.org. Once again, written comments should be sent to ethics.commission at sfgov.org. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, moderator. I now call the meeting to order. Agenda item number one, roll call, please. Commissioners, please verbally indicate your presence by saying aye after your name is called. Commissioner Bush. Aye. Commissioner Flores Fang, absent. Commissioner Finlev, absent. Chair Lee. Aye. Commissioner Romano. Aye. Chair Lee, with three members present and accounted for, you have a quorum. And also let the record reflect that Commissioners Finlev and Florence Fang were excused um, uh, for this meeting. And Commissioner Bush is participating uh, virtually. 
Agenda item number two, public comment on matters not appearing on the agenda. Does anyone uh, present at this meeting wish to make any public comment? Seeing none, moderator, can you check and see if anyone is waiting in the queue? Thank you, Madam. Thank you, Madam Chair. For remote, partic for remote participants, if you join the meeting early to listen to the proceedings, now is the time to get in line to speak. Members of the public who are already online and wish to provide public comment on matters not appearing on the agenda under item number two should now dial star three or raise your hand in WebEx, if you have not already done so, to be added to the public comment line. Once you are in the queue and standing by, the system will prompt you when it's your turn to speak. We also ask that you please address your comments to the commission as a whole and not to individual members. Madam Chair, please stand by as we check for callers in the queue. Madam Chair, there are no callers in the queue. Okay, public comment is closed for agenda item number two. Now is consent calendars for items three, four, five, and six. There will be, <clears throat> as noted on the agenda, there will be no separate discussions on the consent calendar item unless a request is made by a commission member or a member of the public in attendance, in which event the matter shall be removed from the consent calendar and considered as a separate item. If any commissioner asks to discuss the item, that item will be taken up following actions on the consent calendar items on the regular ca calendar for discussion and action. Does any members wish to discuss any item? No, I move to approve the consent calendar. Okay, uh, second. <clears throat> I second. Okay. Um, public comment, please. Please stand by. We are checking to see if there are callers who wish to discuss any consent calendar item. Madam Chair, there are no callers in the queue. Okay. Um, I, I forgot to mention, um, there are just a couple of minor items I laid to, it's not for discussion, uh, but f uh, for the draft minutes, on page two, agenda item number eight in the middle of the page, uh, Charlie added the selection process. Uh, I'd like to add um, that she would prefer CPS not provide the information Commission Bush is asking about to add due to privacy concerns. And also uh, on agenda item number five, I just want to comment that it was, for the executive director's report, it was really wonderful to see there was zero penalty um, charged for 700 followers, and that really shows that the um, uh, commission staff has done an excellent job educating um, followers on 700. So I just wanted to reflect that on the record. So since there's no public comment, roll call, please. On the motion to adopt the consent calendar, Commissioner Bush? Aye. Chair Lee? Aye. Commissioner Romano? Aye. Madam Chair, with three votes in the affirmative and zero votes opposed. Okay. The mo Thank you. Now to agenda item number seven which is the proposed soft stipulation decision and order in the matter of Allison Collins for school board 
2018. Um, let's have Director Ford to give us a brief review of this before we take action. Thank you, Chair Lee, Commissioner Romano, Commissioner Bush. Uh, this stipulation appears as a regular agenda item as opposed to a consent calendar item only because it was signed within 10 days before this meeting. And when that happens, the commission doesn't have enough time to decide under its normal process whether or not to pull it from consent and place it on the regular agenda. So we just place it on the regular agenda to give you the benefit of the doubt in case you'd like to discuss it. You don't need to. It's in no way different from a normal step. So I just wanted to clarify that process point. Okay. But glad to answer any questions you might have about it. Okay. Go ahead. Do you have questions oh. about it? Substance? No, I just wanted to check with uh, Commissioner Bush to see if he has any other questions. Since we can ask no, him. I'm fine. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Commissioner Romano. I'm just curious if you think that there was intent to um, deceive or conceal or, I mean, I understand the violations, but I, I was wondering if you feel like that there was actual intent to um, misuse her position of authority here. I might defer to Mr. Will in that question because he investigated this case, uh, but the, that would not be the case. We, we would have pursued that through this, but I don't know if you have anything additional to add to that. Um, thank you for the question, Commissioner Romano. We did not find any evidence of any abuse of power or intent or uh, willful deceit uh, by the committee or uh, Allison Collins as an individual. And as part of the streamlined administrative resolution program process, uh, respondents uh, took corrective action and filed amended campaign statements to fully disclose the missing contributor information, as well as to disclose and file those um, missing uh, personal financial uh, disclosure statements. Am I correct that Ms. Collins was here a second ago? No. Oh. I, I haven't seen her today. Have you, yeah. Eric? Uh, counsel for Ms. Collins uh, was going to be available by call-in, so it's possible that Mr. Gary Winnick might be on uh, a phone call with us and joined remotely. He said he would be available to answer any questions if necessary. And I guess another question is when, what are, if you're self-employed, what are you supposed to put on the form? You're supposed to indicate the name of the entity uh, that you work for. And because, what is it, 13 people wrote self, instead the committee should have gone back to these people and, and what's their tax, taxable formal name? That's correct. Seems like to me a very minor violation of the rule. I think you called it a moderate one. I would. That is why it was included in the streamline program. Okay. Eric, FYI, Gary Winnick is in as an attendee, and he is currently online. Okay. Do you have any questions? Thank you, Mr. Moderator. No. If not, let's entertain a motion to approve this. Um, do I hear a motion to approve this? I move to we approve it. Second. 
I'll second. I move. I move that we approve it. Okay, and I'll second. Uh, public comment. I think we also have public comment for this one already. No, we haven't. Please okay. stand by. Public comment, Madam Chair. Uh, please stand by while we're checking to see if there are any callers in the queue who wish to comment on item number seven. Please stand by. Madam Chair, there are no callers in the queue. Okay, public comment is closed. The motion was made by Commissioner Bush, seconded by me. Roll call, please. On the motion to approve the stipulation as proposed, Commissioner Bush. Aye. Chair Lee. Aye. Commissioner Romano. Aye. Madam Chair, with three votes in the affirmative and zero votes opposed, the motion is approved unanimously. Thank you. Wow, we're moving fast. Now is agenda item number eight, which is a proposed closed session item. Today's agenda includes a proposed closed item, um, closed session item under item eight for an update with labor negotiator regarding labor negotiations. This item has been scheduled for the commission's discussion and possible action. Employee relations staff from DHR and city attorney labor lawyers have been invited to be with us today for this closed session item. The anticipated issue in the negotiation is the status of the meet and confer with the employee organization, the San Francisco MEA, regarding the Ethics Commission's gift and ethics recommendations for city law. For purposes of this item today, there are four steps involved. First, under item 8A, we will receive public comment on all matters pertaining to agenda item 8, including whether to meet in closed session. Second, we will then vote on whether to meet in closed session under California Government Code. Section 54957.6 and Sunshine Ordinance Section 67.10E to discuss labor negotiations. This will be an action item as noted in item 8B. Third, if a closed item is held, the Commission will initiate that closed session meeting to meet with the labor negotiator and following that closed session, we will then reconvene in open session. Fourth, pursuant to Brown Act, Section 54957.1 and Sunshine Ordinance, Section 671.12, and as shown under agenda item, we will discuss and vote on the motion regarding whether or not to disclose any action taken or discussions held in closed session regarding the labor negotiations. I want to note that we have not, oh, I'm sorry, DCA, I did not see you. Good morning. Um, we we have um, in the meeting DCA uh, Rusty and uh, DHR Director um, Carol Wilson is participating virtually. I understand. So um, DCA Rusty, is there anything that you wish to add about the closed session process? No, Commissioner. Okay. You move forward. Thank you. If not, let us proceed. Uh, we now go to public comment. Moderator, can you see if there's any commenter waiting in the queue? Thank you, Madam Chair. Please stand by while we check to see if anyone would like to comment on item number eight.
Madam Chair, there are no callers in the queue. Okay, thank you. Uh, so let us proceed to a vote under item eight, whether to meet in closed session. Do I have a motion to go into a closed session? Move to go, I move to go into closed session. Thank you, second. Uh, roll call, please. A motion has been made and seconded to proceed into closed session. We'll now call the roll. Commissioner Bush? No. Chair Lee? Aye. Commissioner Romano? Aye. Chair Lee, with two votes in the affirmative and one vote in the opposition, the motion is denied. Um, can I consult with the DCA? Is the majority vote for the members present or? Commissioner, Deputy City Attorney Brad Russell, <coughs> yes, it would be uh, the required vote threshold would be the num a quorum of the commission. So you need three votes for the, com for the motion to be successful. So at this point, the commission is not in closed session. You have several options. You could continue the matter to a subsequent meeting or you could hear the matter in open session. It's up to you. Who is going to talk? Or can we even Director, say that? Director Eisen. Director Eisen, yes. And my understanding is this has been delayed since December. And I, I think that the public is running out of patience. Uh, my concern is if we were to go into open session, um, the DHR director as well as our own staff may not be able to share the I'm not pertinent sure what, information necessary. What the story is here, we're just sitting around waiting. I'm sorry. What was that? Who was that? I believe Commissioner Bush wanted to speak. I, I, I have something I wanted to say about why I voted no, because it's, I think, relevant to, to how we proceed. Can I say something? Uh, sure. Is that, is that can within I, order? Uh, Commissioner Bush, can I uh, finish my, my uh, train of thought? So yeah. the reason why we have this scheduled today was because it was uh, delayed from last November and December. We put it off for a month, uh, and then we could not have a uh, presentation from DHR. So we decided to have this meeting today with the DHR director present so that we may be able to ask really critical questions on how to move forward once and for all, uh, specifically on the scheduling if we were to proceed toward a 2024 um, uh, placement on the, on the campaign. And my understanding is if we were not to make any decision today, we are gonna be really, really close should we proceed to, to, to take action for the 2024 election. So I am very, very concerned that if we cannot have this closed session today, uh, we would not be able to meet the 2024 uh, scheduled deadline. And if we were to uh, proceed in the open session, we would not be 
able to have the critical information necessary to make an informed decision as a commission. So Commissioner Bush, please go ahead. My objection is to the participation of MEA and some others that are listed as attending in the closed session. Those uh, offices are managers who have been found whose whose uh, whose staff have been found in violation. Commissioner Bush, and, can I? Let me just interrupt for a second. I don't think that anybody from MEA is invited to the closed session. They're on the list of attendance uh, that I received. No, this the 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 only participant for this closed session will be the director of DHR. And the other names that were on the list that I received are actually not real. What are you talking about? What document are you talking about? Are you referring to? In the agenda. The agenda lists those people who will be invited to participate in the closed session. And one of the lists, one of the, the group that's listed is MER, MEA. That's the whole crux of the matter, is I don't think that anyone who has any responsibility or involvement in wrongdoing to be part of the discussion I, about how to handle wrongdoing. I, Commissioner Bush, I believe that we, we agree with you on that. My understanding is I'm looking at the agenda myself that these are people who are involved in the negotiations. These are not people who are present or participating in the closed session. Is that correct, I, Mr. Canning? They're people who are involved from the city's side negotiating with the commission. Um, it's possible that members of the agenda. Without confusing things any further, are they, are they participating in the closed session? The people listed on the agenda item. Uh, Jennifer Stogan from, yes, yes, from the city attorney's office, Director Carol so Who is in total participating in the closed session? The commission staff and uh, DHR director Carol Eisen and representatives from the city attorney's office. That's it. That's it? Uh, yes, in the closed session. Mm -hmm. All right, you just had said somebody else, though. Somebody from the city. City attorney's office. City attorney's office, Ms. Eisen, and commission staff. Correct. Commissioner Bush, is that satisfactory to you? Yes, it is. Okay, so can we entertain? <laughs> So let's, I re renew my motion to go into closed session. Okay, second it. Roll call again, please. A motion has been made and seconded to proceed into closed session. I will now call the roll. Commissioner Bush. Aye. Chair Lee. Aye. Commissioner Romano. Aye. Chair Lee, with three votes in the affirmative, the motion has been passed unanimously. Thank you. Uh, so now we will move into closed session for an update with labor negotiator. Um.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
Michael Lambert, I'm your city librarian, and thanks to Mayor London Breed, I'm the first Asian American to be appointed to serve in this role. I'm so delighted to welcome you here to the Coret Auditorium. Every year, we begin our celebration of Black History Month at the San Francisco Public Library in January with our more than a month programming. And we continue our unapologetic celebration of black history and culture year-round through the activities of the African American Center here at the Maine. And this year, we are also celebrating the Lunar New Year and the Year of the Rabbit. Having a joint celebration of these two special occasions is really long overdue. The library is so excited to host this special program in partnership with the San Francisco Human Rights Commission and so many amazing community organizations. But before we get started, I want to give a shout out in particular to two phenomenal women. The first is Claudine Ching, Executive Director of the San Francisco APA Heritage Foundation. And Dr. Cheryl Davis, the Director of the Human Rights Commission and recently a published children's book author. <laughs> Dr. Davis and Claudine have been instrumental in bringing our African-American community and our Asian-American communities to stand together in recognition of the shared struggle against the multiple forms of discrimination and racism that combine, overlap, and intersect to affect our communities. And I also want to offer special thanks to our amazing partners, the Booker T. Washington Center, both sides of the conversation, the University of San Francisco Leo McCarthy Center, the Chinese Historical Society of America, and the Friends and Foundation of the San Francisco Public Library. I also want to acknowledge our wonderful library commissioners who are in attendance. President Connie Wolf, president of the San Francisco Public Library Commission. Also Susan Mall, past Vice President of the Commission and Dr. Arania Lopez. She's expected to be here as well. Thank you all so much for your service. You know, every day we are so fortunate to live and work in a beautiful city that celebrates the cultures and heritage of our diverse community. It was just two weeks ago that we were kicking off the Lunar New Year celebration at City Hall, which was followed in quick succession the very same week with a, a kickoff celebration of Black History Month. These cultural celebrations are made possible because of the leadership of our mayor, London Breed, who is always seeing to it to unite and uplift our community. And now it is my honor and privilege to welcome our mayor, London Breed. Thank you so much, Michael, and it's great to see all of you here today. 
I really want to start by acknowledging, as Michael said, this is one of the first official cities event bringing together our Asian and black communities in San Francisco. And I can't be more proud uh, to be here as we celebrate the heartbeats and the drumbeats and the excitement around music and history and our culture. And I think what brings us together so much is really a respect and appreciation for the arts. And I wanna just take this opportunity to really acknowledge and appreciate Claudine Chang for continuously uh, doing a number of events in our city uh, to really spark hard conversations, but also respect and appreciation and love for one another. And Cheryl Davis, thank you for all your work and your advocacy with the Human Rights Commission. Um, also, we know Al Williams is here from the Historical Society, and it's also great to see our Sheriff Paul Miyamoto. So many of our commissioners, so many of our leaders bringing together our voices to really appreciate this moment. When I was growing up in the city, I always have a story, clearly, but when I was growing up, I remember having these great assemblies. I went to Galileo High School. And we would have these wonderful assemblies where not only the students would perform and be a part of the program, uh, but also we would bring in a number of outside uh, individuals who would help to educate us about why something was significant or why something was important to a culture. And we grew up in San Francisco learning that, learning the significance of one another's culture, having friends of different races, and really, you know, sometimes joking about, but also appreciating the differences that exist. Uh, it's, what, it's what makes San Francisco so special. We always hear people talk about our diversity being our strength, and our diversity truly is our strength. You know, how we learn from one another, how we grow together, how we're able to appreciate one another's performances or fashion or whatever it is. Because I'll tell you, you always see me, especially during Lunar New Year, wearing some amazing, you know, uh, mostly Chinese-inspired outfit. It's because the clothing is so beautiful, so bright, and so festive, and it just puts a smile on my face. And so that's why I show up and I love to uh, explore the various uh, outfits, that's my thing, but also just really see the performances and the excitement. I don't know about you, but when I see the dragons perform, I know they're not real, but for some reason I always get a kick out of how they give me a little nod here and a nod there, almost like it's a pet. Uh, and with drumming, with the African-American community and how beat and rhythm and drums play an important role, not just in our enjoyment for music, but at a time during slavery, it was how we communicated. So I love what this is going to do. It's going to help us to not only learn about one another, but to really come together like never before. So I'm glad to see each and every one of you here uh, for this wonderful joint celebration. Uh, I think we need to make it even bigger and do even more because this is the performance and this is the conversations and the talks that you'll hear. But I know that without a doubt, both of our communities know how to have a good time and party. So at the end of the day, we still want to break bread together and celebrate. Food brings us together, music, history, culture, all of that, and a bag of chips. So tonight, 
I hope you enjoy the experiences brought to you uh, with the help of the San Francisco Library and the Human Rights Commission. Thank you to these great directors for working together to have this inspiring event. And thank you to the community. I want to end by, you know, just acknowledging this year the theme of Black History Month is black resistance, resistance against oppression and a number of other challenges that continue to persist. And I am hopeful through that resistance that what the year of the rabbit represents, mercy and kindness will prevail. Mercy and kindness for one another, mercy and kindness for our neighbor and for the people that we engage with in the world. Because I gotta tell you, we could use a little bit more kindness in the world today, more than ever. And so let's begin the event with that, uh, that send-off that this is what we want to see the world become. And this event hopefully will inspire you to go on and change the world from here with this great experience. So thank you all so much for being here. Happy Lunar New Year, happy Black History Month, and everything in between. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mayor Breed. We appreciate your leadership and commitment to celebrating the diversity of our community. And that's really what this evening is all about, showcasing both the Asian American and the African American communities' cultures. Drum beats, heartbeats, communities as one. In both the Chinese and African cultures, drumming is an integral part of community celebrations. To get us started, please welcome the Denaya Dance and Drum Company for a performance of African drumming and dance, followed by the traditional Chinese drumming and lion dance performed by Lion Dance Me. All right.
Awesome. Wow. That was amazing. If you all want to stick around for a second, we have our professional photographers here. So we'd like to get both sets of drummers and dancers up on the stage together. Yeah, let's give them another round of applause. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's truly amazing to see these two incredible groups of drummers and dancers performing one following the other. This truly reflects the spirit of this joint celebration. And before we move on to the next amazing performance, this is a good time to learn something about these two annual cultural celebrations in the Asian American and African American communities. To tell us more about Black History Month, we're delighted to have with us Al Williams, president of the San Francisco African American Historical and Cultural Society and chairman of its board of directors. And following Mr. Williams, you'll hear from Justin Hoover, the executive director of the Chinese Historical Society of America, who will share with us the tradition of the Lunar New Year celebration. Please welcome Al Williams and Justin Hoover. Thank you very much for having me here today. Uh, I don't know how you follow that perform those performances with the drums now. They go way down to talk about something about the history of uh, uh, Black History Month. Um, I feel that I have to settle down for a moment here, uh, get my energies down. I thought what I, I was asked to share a little bit about the history of Black, uh, Black History Month and its meaning. And to do that, I did a little reading and research to go back to try to pull some themes together that might bring it home in the couple of minutes that we do have. So I'd like to read a couple of notes. Uh, something from uh, a blogger from the Mechanics Institute uh, who wrote something about the history of the uh, Black History Month, and then Dr. Lonnie Bunch, who is the uh, founding pr uh, director of the African American Museum, the National African American Museum. Uh, the blogger from the Mechanics Institute wrote back in 2012, the Black History Month Mechanics Institute blog notes that the, while the Mechanics Institute is the oldest known library that still exists in these parts, Gold Rush era San Francisco actually had several libraries that predate the Mechanics Institute. The Mercantile Association, the first established library, was founded in 1853. The Mechanics Institute, with whom the Mercantile merged in 1906, was founded in 1854. But this gentleman re had recently discovered that another library predated its doors, pre-opened its doors just before they did. The San Francisco Anthenaeum and Literary Society could very well have been the first circulating library in the West. It catered to a small but growing black population of San Francisco. It was a meeting place for African-American men and women from all echelons of the San Francisco society. The Anthonyum Library Reading Room and Saloon, and had a saloon in it, though not listed in the San Francisco City Directory, 
uh, were housed in a two-story building at Washington and Stockton. He goes on to say that its, notab its notable library consisted of some 800 volumes and periodicals from around the world, and within its first year, it boasted 70 members and receipts of $2,000, a remarkable achievement considering that African-American community of San Francisco was less than 400 people in 1850. While the Anthony's existence was relatively short-lived, its spirit went on to form the San Francisco African-American Historical and Cultural Society. So we're the lineal descendants of that institution that was cre created uh, back in the 1850s. No one is, uh, Dr. Bunch then goes on to say that no one has played a greater role in helping African, all, Amer all Americans know the black past than Carter G. Woodson. Carter G. Woodson believed his role was to use black history and culture as a weapon to struggle for racial uplift of all people. In 1916, Woodson created the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. In 1926, he created Black History Week, which became Black History Month 50 years later. The San Francisco African American Historical and Cultural Society was founded in 1955 and merged with a local chapter of the, of the Association for the Study of African American Life and History in 1958. Uh, since then, uh, the society is, was, because of its affiliation with the Carter G. Woodson Group, the official sponsor of Black History Month in San Francisco and has and is presently located at the African American Art and Culture Complex on Fulton Street. Dr. Bunch suggests that despite the profound change in race relationship that has occurred in our lives, Carter G. Woodson's vision for black history as a means of transformation and change still is quite relevant and useful. He goes on to say that the African American History Month was a bit of with a bit of tweaking is still a beacon for change and hope that is still surely needed in the world. The chains of slavery are gone, but we are not all free yet. The glue of African-American past reminds us not just how far we have come, but how far we have to go. The African-American Historical and Cultural Society uh, is committed to moving that chain forward and working with all groups in the community. And I notice I have some of my friends I haven't seen in quite a while. Annie and I go way back to a variety of state commissions and bodies we've worked on, Claudine and I have been close allies over a period of time. And I even date myself back to the San Francisco Rainbow Coalition uh, with Jesse Jackson's campaign for president when we brought all communities together and represented all communities and worked closely together to achieve our common goals of, of freedom, justice, and equality for all. So I'm delighted to be here today. Thank you for the opportunity to share a little bit about the Historical Society and look forward to some more drumming to liven the crowd up again. Thank you very much.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television. We are now back in public session. I want to thank the members of the public for your patience and engagement as we now resume our open session meeting. Do I have a motion on not to disclose any action taken with discussions held in closed session? So moved. Second it. Uh, roll call, please. On the motion not to disclose closed session deliberations, I will now call the roll. Commissioner Bush? No. Chair Lee? Aye. Commissioner Romano? Aye. With um, two votes in the affirmative and one vote in the opposition, the 
Motion failed. Uh, I'd like to ask our DCA for your opinion again. How do we proceed? Sure, Commissioner Deputy City Attorney Brad Rusty. In order for the closed session deliberations to be disclosed, there would need to be an affirmative vote ah. of three members to, to disclose those materials. So absent any further action, those materials will stay confidential. So we don't even need a vote to, so the vote to not disclose is not a vote. We should have never, we should not typically do that. No, we still need to Wait, no, no, we don't. No, we only generally what commissions do, which is and what? vote take a there, there needs to be a vote after the closed session on whether or not to disclose the discussion. Okay. And generally, the motion is not to disclose. There's, the commission is required to make that decision after a closed session. Okay. Here, because that motion failed, the commission was unable to take any action, and I believe the materials would stay in closed session. Got it. If, if there's, if you'd like to, it would be cleaner if if there was action affirmatively not to disclose. So if you'd like to take the vote again, you could. No, you, you, that's what we just voted. We, there would be cleaner if somebody moved, Commissioner Bush, I don't know if you can listen, but it would be cleaner if somebody moved to disclose the, the closed session material. I understand uh, the reasoning for not to disclose. On the other hand, Having participated in that this closed session, I don't. I didn't hear anything that I felt the public was not entitled to, to know. Okay. Okay. So. Um, so we're prohibited at the current state. We're prohibited from disclosing. That's right. Okay. Okay. Let's move okay. on. Okay. Case closed. Now let's take public comment on agenda item number nine, which is discussion and possible action on items for future meetings. Moderator, do we have any commenter? Thank you, Madam Chair. Please stand by while we check to see if there's any callers in the queue. As a friendly reminder to members of the public, public comment can also be submitted to ethics.commission at sfgov.org. Once again, public comment can also be submitted to ethics.commission at sfgov.org. Please stand by. Madam Chair, there are no callers in the queue. Okay, public comment is closed. Uh, any recommendations or suggestions for future comment, uh, future agenda items, colleagues? No, I had previously said something about hoping that these meetings would go expeditiously. Today went, I think we actually got a, a, a fair amount done today. Okay. In general, move. we moved quicker than usual. So thanks okay. to everyone, seriously. Okay, great. Let's move on to agenda item number 10. Additional opportunities for public comment on matters not appearing on the agenda pursuant to ethics Didn't commission bylaws. That? Didn't we just do that? No, this is additional public comment. That is for future agenda okay. items. Sorry, I jumped the gun. <laughs> Madam Chair, please stand by while we check the queue to see if there are any callers. Madam Chair, there are no callers in the queue. Okay, now agenda item number 11, which is adjournment. Thank you, everybody, and have a terrific weekend. Thank you. Seriously, I think we did a lot.